Welcome back to the Blindside Rewind. I am one of your hosts, Jeremy Timmerman, joined as always by Justin Baxley. Justin, how's it going, buddy? Uh, pretty good, man. Uh, feeling a little under the weather this week, but happy to be in a new year. Um, since I guess we last recorded, we've had a we've had a whole new year start, and uh, you know, I, I'm be, being the old man that I am. I actually slept through the ball dropping, so that you know that happened. But uh, how about you? How are you enjoying the new year? I'm I'm enjoying it pretty well. You know, it's as we we've had some wild weather here. That's that's for sure. It was 80 degrees one day, and within two days, it was down to like 35. So um, that's 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 a lot of fun. Yeah, we've had a lot of a lot of rain too. Um, I looked outside earlier. I was talking on the phone with my mom. We were talking, and I looked, and it started raining. I was like, "Huh? I know it's supposed to rain today, uh, and it's been been real yeah. cold." Um, I've had to, I've had to break out the electric, electric blanket, uh, these last few nights, uh, to, uh, kind of combat against the cold. Which look, I know we've got listeners, you know, all over. And, uh, so cold to us is, is like below freezing. And we, we've had some of those this week. So we have, we have, we're not used to it either. Um, we're not. So my sister, you know, she's she's a big Taylor Swift fan. So she she enjoyed a lot of the Taylor Swift references last week. Um, she was a little bit there upset we, that we cut Boston Rob so soon, but uh, other than that, she she's enjoying the bracket. So I wanted to oh, give her a little shout out. My sister Courtney, she listens, and um, so you you and her have that connection with Taylor Swift and Survivor. I love it. I love it. Yeah, um, big big Taylor Swift fan. Like that that was I mentioned on the on the podcast last week. Um, I was getting some some new vinyl in, and uh, I got more new vinyl in this week um, uh, of hers. So I'm, I'm I've been been listening to uh, Red on vinyl all week. So that's that's helped me try to get through this uh, this uh, bug or whatever virus I've got. No COVID, thank, thankfully, but you know dealing dealing with being a little sick this week and, and listening to Taylor Swift definitely makes it better. Yep. Well, well, you know what I think would also make it better. Talking some survivor, Talking some survivor Segway. Um, so if you're if you're just now tuning in, stop right now. Go back and listen to one of the first two episodes. Go back and listen to the first two episodes. We're in the middle of a 68 castaway bracket to determine our favorite castaway of the seasons we watch. Uh, to recap, that's Token Cheens, that's uh, Kagian, Leon's versus Gen X, China. Um, I'm drawing a blank all of a sudden. Is that all the re- uh, winners Where's of the war, war, blood versus water, Island, Island of the, the Idol, Idol, Edge of Extinction, and season forty-one? Uh, I think that pretty much covers all all the seasons yep. we watched. Um, so it's our favorite castaways from that, and we are into the second round. This is the third episode of this tournament. We're into the second round. I feel like we can probably finish the whole um, second round today, but we'll see how that goes. So, to- yeah. Something to keep in mind is that we are judging them based simply on the season we've seen. So, you know, we've, we've cut some people that I'm sure that folks are not too thrilled with us about. Um, like Boston Rob. Like Boston Rob. Not because we don't think they're great players and such, but as Jeremy mentioned in the first couple of episodes, which again, you need to go back and listen if you haven't, is this is a living document, so to speak. We plan to do this episode, series, whatever you want to call it, each year. Uh, 
but with also adding new cast members from season 42 and then a, perhaps a rewatch, um, you know, in between 42 and 43. And so, you know, by the time we end up getting, you know, a new, new season out of the way, you know, our 60, 68 folks, we're going to have, th- you know, two to three more casts to pick from. And so some of that may include going back and watching one of Boston Rob's earlier seasons where he is a dominant force and we end up being able to move him along pretty deep into the game um, or deep into the bracket because of how good his game is there. But unfortunately in season 40, it just wasn't up to par compared to some of the other folks that we've had. Yeah. I mean, and his matchup is actually a perfect example of what we're doing here because Rob faced Steven who we saw one of Rob's less impressive seasons up against Steven's best season because we've only seen token chains together. Um, so and right. The comparison is a little different than if you're taking an entire body of work. So that's kind of that's kind of the process here. So as you're listening, if you if you decide not to go back and listen to the first two episodes, that's that's kind of the context that we're going with here. So we're going to start on the women's side. We finished on the men's side last time. Um, Justin, do me a favor. Pick a number one through eight. Ooh, give me three. Okay. This is Kelly from Island of the Idols against Denise, who we saw in yeah. Winners at War. Oh, this this one feels easy for me, but I'll I'll let you start us off on this one. So I have a hard time with this because Kelly got sent home with two idols in her pocket, but she got sent home with two idols in her pocket. Because there was gameplay, people used a very real and, and uh, unfortunate situation with her as a way to blindside her. But she also helped create yes. that by at least considering using that situation herself in a strategic way. So I, I don't know how to. I don't know how to weigh that with Kelly. But what I will say is Denise is a winner. We saw her take out Sandra with a phenomenal move, as you discussed last time. She has a good social game. I, I feel like I'm leaning Denise. What, what's your thought? Yeah, I'm going to go Denise as well. Or at least if you go with hers too. But I'm definitely going Denise. And And the big thing here is I want to see Kelly play again. And that's why she advanced to where we are now. But that can only take you so far in our bracket. Um, you know, we're, 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 we're betting or hedging our bets a little bit on her being a great survivor player if she returns because we didn't really – we saw a ton of potential in her game. We didn't really get to see her game in action because with two idols, like she's somebody I really believe could have taken, taken that thing to the very end if not for that unfortunate situation. Like she's the kind of player – that with two idols and she's not terrible physically and she's definitely social and strategic, she could be a winner. But unfortunately we didn't get to see that play out because of a, you know, frankly, it's something that wasn't, that should never be a part of the game um, that took her out, which is sad. But on the other hand, we've got tangible evidence of how good Denise is. It's not potential. We're not talking about, you know, like we're both baseball fans. Um, you know, there's a difference between, you know, Ronald Acuna, 
uh, and is it Michael Harris is in the in the in, in play yeah, or whatever? Yeah, yeah. You know, we we hear all the great things about Harris, how great of a prospect he is, and we love him. We wouldn't want to trade him, but why don't we want to trade him, Jeremy? Because of potential. But if we were going to make a deal in, in Major League Baseball, we would be more willing to part with Harris than Acuna because Acuna is the proven commodity, and Denise in this case is our right. proven commodity. So she gets my vote to move forward. Not. I did not think I was going to hear a Denise Ronald Acuna comparison tonight, but it makes a ton of sense. So, well done. Well Thank you, buddy. Done. So, Denise moves on. We'll go to the men's side. Uh, pick one through eight for me again. Um, We'll go one, and if you just flip the numbers, then we got Ronald Acuna in there somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> You're doing one? Yeah, let's go one. All right. This one is Tony, who we saw in Kageon and Winners at War, mm. against Danny from season forty-one. I'm sorry, buddy. I, I, I'm much like his NFL team. Danny struggles to advance in the playoffs. Oh, that's dirty. Because you know that's my <laughs> that's dirty. So go Cowboys. <laughs> Tony wins, right? Right. <laughs> that that was dirty. That was that was that was rude. I do not appreciate you using my fandom against me. Um, I I mean I had to do it there. That's the last chance I'm going to get for this bracket is is there because because Danny's going <laughs> home, right? Danny's going home. Yeah. I mean, look, uh, big fan of Danny. Want to see him play again, but once again, proven commodity wins out over potential because the thing is, is Danny is another one that like. There were some spots in his game that were phenomenal for a first-time player. Um, great, great socially. Uh, won, won immunity. Probably could have won a couple more um, if he stuck around. But, you know, I, I'd lo- like I said, I'd love to see him play again. But I think that, you know, you got to go with the GOAT. Uh, and especially what yeah. – we, we haven't yeah. seen Tony's worst season. We've seen his two best seasons. And – Two very dominant wins. Two very dominant wins. So, yeah, I just don't even think – I mean, Tony, no, I mean, spoiler alert, Tony's going to go far in this bracket. Um, yeah. And this – you know, so it's no shame for Danny to, to lose to arguably one of the four best players that we, we've we currently seen. He's one of our one seeds. Um, right. And I'll say this about Danny. You know, one thing that I, I don't know that we touched on a ton – um, the downfall of his game was he fell into a trap that, and and others have talked about this that that know the game better than I do. Um, he fell into more the, one of the new school traps of like they build an alliance and they're immediately looking for when to tear down the alliance. You know, Tyson won. See, blood versus water. Tyson's the best example of this. Is he built a little alliance, and there were plenty of times where they could have turned on each other and it would have worked out maybe great for Monica, but Tyson sticking with his alliance and not turning on Monica when he had opportunities to do that, when he had opportunities to switch it up and, and take somebody different to the end. Um, it, he won because he stuck with his people and Danny, his group missed the opportunity to do that when they willingly sacrificed numbers by taking out Shan. Um, they'd, I, I agree that Shan needed to go, but she also was somebody right. they could have waited a couple of 
tribals and taking her out a little bit later uh, because she, she, they had her trust. Uh, they were. Well, it's the same. It's the same thing as to why the other group kept Ricard as to why you should have kept yeah, Shan. Right. It's it's a perfect example. Uh, they didn't, and and even Danny never seemed to grasp. You know, he grasped a lot of things about the game, but he never seemed to grasp that that's why Xander kept Ricard for one more time because it made sure that's why Xander, Erica, and whoever yeah. Xander and Erica essentially wanted to be sitting at the end was sitting at the end because they made the choice they did when they did it. And Danny's group, they were one tribal council away from having numbers all the way to the end. And they just, they just sacrificed it. Um, so uh, I, I figure we're not going to spend any time talking about Tony because we're going to need that later, but we'll at least spend some time talking about why, despite Danny being as good as he is, why it's, yeah. it's even more obvious that he's got to go. Um, so this time, why don't you pick a season that we've watched? Right. Oh, um, let's go back to the 41. Well, then if we've got any 41. left, one. if we don't, then I can pick a different one. <laughs> we do not. We do not have any. Oh, okay. That was the last Sorry. member of the season. No, we do, but, um, we uh, do have somebody left, but I, I want to do, I'm going to do a woman. So, uh, and all, and all of them's is gone. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, let's do uh, token chains. Token chains. We do have let's a token. Do we, we do have a token chains left. Um, let's yeah. go with Taj <laughs> against Victoria. Oh, that's a really good matchup. It is. <sighs> I mean, the the answer is probably going to be the obvious one, but like, I really like the other one. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I will say I, I'm going to pick Taj because yeah. you know 38 and 39 they're not our favorite edited seasons. Um, I really think a lot of what we think about Victoria is is not based on what we saw about Victoria. I don't think we got to see how good she can be strategically. I don't think we got to see how good of a winner she could have been if she was the winner. Um. And so while with Taj, we got to see it. We got to see how well she worked herself into a group with uh, JT and Steven and how they made the choice that they had to get rid of her because she was going to win. Even after everybody knew that she was the wife of a very successful NFL player, right? Like that wasn't a secret. Yeah. Yeah, He came out there. He was, and yet she was still socially so strong and strategically so strong that JT and Steven knew that she could not be who they sat. She, they could not let her get to the end. Um, so it's gotta be Taj. Right. Yeah, it does. And look, we, like you mentioned, a lot of Victoria's, uh, aura surrounding how good she is comes from after season interviews and people talking about how great she was on the Island because the edit was so centered around Rick. And eventually, and the reason why is not like, look, Rick's a great player, but like, but like 50% of why things were centered around Rick was because ultimately they knew that the winner of the season was going to be the person that took Rick out. And since they couldn't show that person because that person was on edge and not doing anything except sitting, 
they had to build Rick up as this unstoppable force, which sacrificed us getting to see some of the games of people like Victoria and Gavin and Julia and, you know, everybody that was still in the game, uh, Aurora. Like, we didn't get to see a lot of those players because everything about the season was cult, like was pushing towards the the you know the peak of it, which was Rick versus Chris at fire making. Right, right. Um, so Taj moves on, and uh, we love her for it. We do. All right, let's do the same thing on the men's side. Pick, pick, pick a season we've seen. Um, let's go back to token chains. Token chains. All right. Let's do <laughs> this is gonna be fun. Same seasons. Steven Fishbach okay. versus Devins. Versus who? Rick. Oh Devins versus oh. who? Oh. Oh, that's tough, man. I mean, we know who's yeah. gonna win, but like that's really tough. I think for me, it's going to come down to. I mean, I have a hard time picking against Rick. I mean, that's that's going to be difficult in at, at any stage of yeah. this tournament. But also, I think for me personally, the way he played the game was more enjoyable than Stephen. Yeah, for my I personal Steve, taste. Yeah, Stephen was great. Um, I loved Stephen in that season. Um, again, I think he's probably about forty to fifty percent responsible for who wins. Like, I think that his his strategic game gets him and, and JT to the end without really any, you know, especially since the, it was just those three, the Jal, is it Jalapal three um, that were having to work alone. Yeah. Um, but a lot of it was Steven being able to do things. Um, you know, JT social game, but it was, it was Steven being able to, to orchestrate it. And the thing is, is once you see some of JT's other seasons, you recognize that like without Steven, he's nothing. And then also you could kind of go both ways with it because Steven wasn't really anything without JT in his other season. So I say that to say Steven is a phenomenal player because he helped engineer one of the best winning games of all time. Man, we really just like, like Rick a lot. <laughs> that's, yeah, you know, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not just like my personal preference because, you know, I know the guy personally. It's it's that that's the style of game I enjoy watching. I like seeing the mad dashes for idols in the woods and the, the person who wins immunity when they absolutely have to win immunity. Like I like seeing that. Um, well, and he, he was funny and the, I don't want to talk a ton because I know we got to save it for some, from, for future matchups, but you know, just some of the moments that he had in this, of the theatrics that he showed off for the jury with some of his, you know, the things that he was saying to people and he, he was snarky and it was funny and it was, it was entertaining. And I love a great survivor character. Uh, we, you know, this because of how much I like coach <laughs> Rick is a, Rick is a great player, but he's also a phenomenal survivor character and that he is, you know, he's money for TV. Yeah, no, that's, that's true. So, so Rick Devins moves on. I, I thought for a split second I, we, that might be the spot, but it's not. It's not. It's not. Rick moves on. Here's a fun <laughs> one. Let's go Courtney, who we saw in China, against Sophie, who we saw in yep. Winners of War. 
Hmm. You want me to go first? Are you thinking? Yeah, you can. Yeah, you go ahead. I, I think for me, what it comes down to is, again, it's enjoyability. Courtney's a fun player later in the season. She's snark. But there were also some points of that season that I did not like her. I didn't – I I liked her better than some of the guys I've already mentioned. Uh, you know, Dave and John Robert. I like her light years better than that. But you know what was the the religious lady who didn't wasn't really comfortable with the the temple? What was her name? I should have looked that um, up. I didn't. Anyway, there was the lady. She, 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 she was very religious. She wasn't comfortable with kind of the the blessing ceremony in the in the temple when they first arrived in China. And Courtney made fun of that, and and I just didn't that didn't sit well with me, and. I, I really respected Sophie's game a lot in Winners at War. I thought there was a stretch where she was low key getting a winners edit. Um, yeah, she had it. I mean, I, she had it going, and like if 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 not for Tony, which again was a part of Tony's winning game, was was helping take Sophie out, right? Like he he right. needed some. He didn't necessarily need a white whale the way that Chris Underwood did, but he needed some big fish. Like he still needed to go catch a you know, a barracuda or whatever. I don't know. Um, th- those are all fish, right? Uh, <laughs> he still needed to catch big fish and he still or needed to get fish out, out of his water or whatever. Um, sharks. He did catch a shark in winters at war. You're stretching the limits of this analogy, by the way. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. So he needed to get these, these particular thing, you know, to the other Island. And he did transport them by boat, got them out of there, whatever. He, one of those, one of those big fish was Sophie, and so I, for me, the fact that Tony needed to eliminate her to have a winning game says a lot. Um, Courtney's a better character, um, but character doesn't get you further in the bracket in this particular case. In other cases, it will. We're gonna we're gonna contradict ourselves. A ton. Get ready a, for it. <laughs> yeah, a ton. It's just gonna happen. Just embrace it. If you're at home, like they just said, Rick Evans goes because of being a character, and now Sophie's going. But even though Courtney's a better character, what are you people doing? Listen. Yeah, we are not <laughs> drunk. This bracket may very well be drunk. Um, <laughs> well, the big thing for me though is like when it's close, I'll always go character over player. But when it's when the player is so much better than the other person's game, I can't even I can't very well make it an exception unless you're coach. Um, so there, yeah, there's some contradiction there. But anyway, we'll get to that when we get to it. Yeah. So this this matchup is one of my favorites of the second round. Are you ready? No, not really. <laughs> Jay from Millennials versus Gen X against JT from Token Chains. Mm, This is harder for you, I think, than it will be for me because these are like your two favorites. Like these of the seasons we've watched, these were like my favorites from their seasons, and I really like both of these seasons. Um, I, I, I may surprise you here. So, do you want to go ahead and go and then and then okay. save my surprise? No, I won't. I, I, well, I mean, kind of, yeah. I, my vote's probably going to be for JT, unless you can convince me otherwise. Um, he played a perfect winner's game, um, and that's really really hard to do. And look, I I know that he had some 
gaffes in some later seasons, and he disrespected our queen in a later season. But in the season we watched, one of the best winners games ever. And I don't think that you can top it. Um, in this, you know, from the seasons we've watched, it may be the best winners game we've seen. Um, Tyson maybe is a close, t- Tony might be a close, but like of the seasons we've seen, like he successfully with Steven navigated all the way to the end with three people at the merge, basically. Um, it's super impressive what they were able to do as a group. And he went on the immunity run, basically didn't allow them to take him out towards the end. He was so strong socially and he linked up with the one person that could get him there strategically. And so, yeah, I mean, my vote's going to be for JT. Well, I'm going to surprise you because Jay is my vote. Ooh, we're going to get a coin flip to get JT out. This is crazy. In my So here's my explanation, all right? Yeah. In my opinion, like, it's tough because the reason – in my opinion, the reason Jay wasn't able to get to the end is because people like JT put a red flag on Jay from the beginning. As yeah. soon as they got to the merge, everybody was talking about, and this isn't really something that you heard a whole ton about JT um, in Token Chains. So, well, he, well, that's because people wanted to give him their money, Jeremy. There were people yeah. actively working to try to get, like, that, that, that ends the argument for me. Like, there were people on that island that were gunning for a million dollars that were like, yeah, a million dollars will go a long way, but I really want JT to win it. Like, that social game is unreal. Oh, yeah, the social game is great. But, like, to me, people like – because JT going on that immunity run late and them seeing, like, that, yeah, you can just win your way to the end and, there's you know, there you may not get another chance to vote that person out. That hurt Jay. And just mm-hmm. the way – because Jay, JT hitched his wagon to the perfect person when maybe he didn't know that Steven was the perfect person. It mm-hmm. just happened to be that Steven was the perfect person. Jay had the op- had the opposite happen. He connected with a guy first day there. They bonded, and that dude ended up being a moron. And Jay overcame that and got yeah. as far as he possibly could and just ran out of bullets because nobody wanted to take him. Nobody wanted him around because – and it wasn't that he was a bad person or a bad player. It's just that people took him out because – they knew that he was the biggest threat left. Um, See, that's where I disagree. I don't think he was the biggest threat left. Well, why David, out? But David Wright was the best player, and they couldn't take him well, out. Because they, they couldn't. He had an idol, or he had, a, you know, he won that immunity late. Like, they were they were actively – David Wright was the Rick Devins of that season. Like, he was the one that everybody wanted out. Jay was – Jay might have been two, but but – David Wright was the best player in that season. I don't know that it was necessarily close. I actually have this season, a tab for this season already open in my browser. That's how many times I look at this. Um, Trying to look and see who had immunity when Jay went out. Oh, David did have immunity that exact, that time. David had immunity. Okay. I was about yeah. to say, because I don't think David had immunity when the... If he, if he didn't have immunity, David goes home there, not Jay. Right. Jay continues yeah, on. That's that's fair. 
I just I feel like the, I feel like Jay's the more the better player. Like I feel like if Jay came back, he would do better than he did the first time as a reverse of JT. That's fair, but JT won. He yeah. played one season. If, if we're going off that, he played one season. He won, and he was maybe the first ever perfect winner to get all the votes at the end. Which he is, was, I think he which was. is another really impressive thing on the resume. Like, yeah, it, it kind of goes back to that same thing of like potential versus what we versus that tangible evidence. Jay, Jay showed a lot of potential. There's a chance he comes back and he plays a perfect game and he wins. There's also a chance Jay comes back and he's the second one out because everybody knows how good he is now. Yeah, that's true. You know what? I'm just going to move JT. I'm going to save our no, coin no, flips. No, coin flip us. I, I'm going to save our coin flips. I don't. I don't. I don't want to do a coin flip on this one. I'm going to move JT because I think you're right. I think. I think we have to give more credit to the perfect game, and I did really like JT. Um, I, I and I, look, I like Jay. Don't get me wrong. In fact, you helped me see why Jay was a better player than I realized. Because when we when I watched it the first time, I wasn't a big fan of Jay's. I preferred Adam more. I preferred David more. Um, I still prefer David more, uh, and I may still prefer Adam more. I don't know, but it's it's a lot closer now. Like there was a there was a big gap between those two, and and Michaela was my third favorite, and then like there was a big gap after that. Um, now Jay's in that discussion with Michaela for sure of my third favorite player on the season, and might even be up there for second. And Jay's vote out is probably my favorite vote out of all time because if you were typecasting him, he would be somebody who like would be all upset and bitter, you know, and he tried to play that idol that turned out to be fake. And he just accepted being voted out with such like grace and dignity that it was just, it was cool to see because I always hate it when somebody I like is all angry and surly about getting voted out. Especially that late, because getting out, getting voted out in that seven through five range, is really a sign of respect. Um, and, and he took it that way. That like I'm getting voted out because they they don't want me to be at the end, and that's that's a that's a, a compliment. So I, I really enjoyed his vote out, right? And I'm just going to, in my mind, pretend that he accepted being voted out in this round. With that same type of dignity and respect, that's what I'm gonna. That's that's what's going on in my head. It's a good call. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So this time I'm gonna get you to pick a number, but it's just one or two. One. Okay. One. Uh, this is our. I think this is our first same season matchup. I think. I, I may be wrong, but I think Ooh, this is our first okay. same season matchup. Sarah Lacina, who we saw. In Kageon and Winners at War against Tasha, who we only saw in Kageon. Um, I tried to avoid, like I tried to kind of read how we were going to vote and keep us from having any head-to-head matchups in the second round, but it was it was almost impossible. Um, I, I tried to make it where we wouldn't have any head-to-head matchups till the third round of, of same season. Yeah, that's um, this is stuff. Like Tasha obviously played the better game in. Uh, Kagiyan, but Sarah's game was so much stronger in Winners at War. I mean, she's the winner of that season if she if she beats Tony at Fire Make. Yeah, I, for me, this may be our first coin flip because I think that Tasha, I just like her game better. I think she's a better player. She was a better player when they were on that same season. Yeah. Um, 
for me, that Sarah, like, and I know we're not taking in Sarah's winning game. But Sarah's won plus she basically won another season. If don't if she, I mean, on an all winner season, she came out and finished fourth. And like, had yeah. she won fire, she wins the whole season. So like, she she not only proved that that first season was a fluke, but she proved it twice. She won and then came back again and almost won again on an even better cast. Even, and I'm just gonna go with my with with my gut here, and you're not gonna like it. But like, I just like Tasha's game better. I enjoyed watching her play better. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Tasha over Sarah here. This would that's fair. So I'm assuming you're going Sarah, yes? Yeah, I mean, I would, I would pay back your generosity of moving JT along, but Sarah, Sarah's one of my top top ten favorite players. I I don't want to see her. I'd rather see her go out on coin flip fighting than 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 go out on losing to 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 someone I really do believe. I think Sarah's the better player. We're flipping a coin. Heads is Sarah, tails is Tasha. It is heads. Sarah moves on. Boom. Let me also say that tails never fails, and you've made all of your picks fails in both of these rounds. Just just throwing it out there. Well, let me tell you. <laughs> have, have I done yeah. that? Oh, I, what, what I really did was heads was the top line and tails was the bottom line. That's, that's incredible. Yeah. Heads, I'm pretty sure it's every single one you've put your pick as tails. Oh, because, because like that time, Sarah was in the, in the, in the high, in the top line because she's the one seed. And so I just did that. And right. I even, you know, I, I know that like, I know how odds work people. So like, if you're listening and you're, you know, good at math, don't, criticize me but the thing was on tails and so i thought it was even more fair that sarah was heads because in my brain it's more likely you know what i mean i didn't want you to think that i was like stacking the coin by like, yeah I, it, it was stacking the coin i love it I, yeah I, because i'm i'm superstitious like that I, if, if 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 i'm you know if i'm rolling dice and like i'm just filling around with them and i roll a real low number I'll roll it again until I get a high, or I roll a real high number. I'll roll it again until I get a low number because I feel like that means a high number is coming next. That's not real, but that's right. what my brain. Yeah, like. no, I'm. That's why, like, I, I mentioned it. Like, I know that it, it's fifty fifty, but tails never fail sounds so cool. Yeah, that you, you have to believe it's real. Like, on a real coin, supposedly the head side weighs more, so the tail side will come up a little bit. Supposedly, oh, okay. But this isn't. That's pretty. I cool. think I've heard that, but. This isn't a real coin. This is an automated thing online. So, um, okay. but anyway, well, Sarah, Sarah moves yeah. on. That's where we are. Let's bring your boy Coach back. Yeah, this is where you're gonna you're gonna burn me for taking out Tasha. It's fine. I'm really not Coach versus Wendell. I love Wendell though. I I I love Wendell. I'm gonna pick Coach, but I love Wendell. I do. I, I think Coach is the better player from what we've seen. Like, I'm, we've only seen win, win, I don't, winners at war. I don't know if Coach is a better player. Coach is a better character by a mile. Coach is a better character by a mile. In the seasons that we've seen. And Wendell just, I, 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 I it almost felt like, it, because of the because of the edit, it almost felt like Wendell was there. He, he you know, he yeah. wasn't. He had such an uphill battle because yeah. pre-game, pre-destined kind of stuff, which which is not fun. I don't love that. Is the reason why he, he uh, I don't think he had a chance is because of, you know, his, his and Michelle's breakup or whatever, whatever, whatever you, 
was going on there. I think that doomed him from the start. Um, I do. I can't wait for us to watch Ghost Island so that you can see how great of a player Wendell is, and then then we can move him yeah. further in the bracket. But right now he's going to lose the coach. <laughs> yeah, and, and and when I say it was, it was it, my feeling, and I would my sister mentioned going back and watching Winners at War, and I kind of want to do that now that I've seen some more seasons because in my brain. When I say Wendell was just there, he got a lot of screen time. He got some confessionals. We saw some segments, but it never, it almost yeah. never felt felt like this is a guy who can win this. It always, it always felt like he's a supporting character in this season, right? You know, like we're, we're setting up that he's going to go home because he has some interactions with Michelle that aren't good. Um, and that's what happened. So, coach moves on. I think Wendell's a fine player. I'm yep. really looking forward to watching Ghost Islands one day. Um, or Ghost Islands one day. Yeah, I think I think we're gonna have at least two players from that season that will likely go deep in our in our bracket. Yeah, they, in the future. I'm looking forward to that one. So, coach moves on, and that's okay. You mentioned one of these players earlier. This this matchup is gonna hurt your feelings. Um, and, and just just be ready. Mm. Janet, okay, from season thirty nine against. Michaela, who we saw in Millennials versus Gen X. You know we're not going to do this. They both move on. They do not move, both move on. They, there is one they slide. Tag team. They tag team the rest of the way. They have more, nope. they have, uh, I don't know, is the Dragon Ball Z a thing still for the kid, the kids today? Uh, I don't know if the kids watch Dragon Ball Z, and I don't know if the kids listen to this podcast. So drag, Dragon Ball Z oh, may be yeah. a fine reference for our for our audience. Yeah, so the, they, they have fused into one. Jacayla or <laughs> Man, it, I don't know. <laughs> now Jacayla, Jacayla was better. Two options. better. Yeah, Man, it was terrible. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, man, this really, you're right. This hurts. Um, yeah, I knew. I knew you weren't gonna like it. I love Janet. I love Michaela and Michaela better. Better character pretty close on player part, but I think Janet's the better player. Um, especially since she comes into the game with the um, disadvantage of being the older lady on the season. And so she had to go out and prove that she was not that. That she could be a real force in the season. And for me, I... I Janet's the stronger player. Michaela's the better character. Yes, that is a good assessment of the matchup. Yep. So who, who's your pick? I'm going to let you pick first. Oh, okay. <laughs> you're going to let me pick first, and then you're just going to go with whatever I, whatever I pick, aren't you? Probably so. <laughs> here's, here's my thinking, okay? One of the things, it's not, for me, it's not just that Michaela's the better character. But the thing that makes Michaela the better character, at least from what we've seen, is the thing that makes her not as good of a player. Um, because right. her mouth. And I'm not like, this is the thing, I'm not criticizing her, because the mouth is what would get me in trouble on the island. But like, she went home in Millionaires versus Gen X. I thought she would end up going home because of the enemy she was making. She didn't make it any secret that she wanted to hit Figgy in the head with a machete. Um, 
That's funny, but it is. That's what she said. I mean, she outright said, I want to hit her in the head with a machete. Um, in front of everyone. That wasn't a confessional either. That was in front of everyone she said that. Was it not in front of Figgy? Yes, everyone, <laughs> including Figgy. She said, yeah. I kind of want to hit her in the head with a machete. And I thought that it would be that kind of thing that got her sent home. Well, what got her sent home was telling Jay her roadmap for how she was going to get everybody out. And Jay was like, oh, wait, wait, hold on. Um, because not only did she have a roadmap, her roadmap stopped conveniently right before like whatever alliance. They had like an alliance of six they were working on, and she had a roadmap for getting them to the final six. But then she did not yeah. lay out what was next. And if you're Jay, you're sitting there going, okay, that tells me that what's next is I go home. Uh, I go home. So <laughs> I got to get her out. So for me, um, and, and, and Janet's kind of the same way. What, what, but if she can't help it. Um, what makes her such a great player is why she is why she got voted, got sent home when she did. But even then, if she hadn't had an idol nullifier, I don't know. She wins. The, if there hadn't been an idol nullifier, she wins, she wins the, season. the season because she had an idol and she was the best player. It was final five. If she can play that idol at five, she wins the season. Right. She and she's the, the best fire maker. And in, in any season that does not have an idol nullifier, which is most of them, she wins that season. So I'm, I'm going to move Janet along right. if, if it's my vote. Good call. That, there we go. Yeah. Good yeah, call. You're a, a uh, <laughs> Look, I was laughing so hard about the, the machete thing because it reminded me of another season where I, I, I won't spoil it. Till I, it'll spoil it. But like <laughs> the one girl threatens to throw this other girl's prosthetic leg into the fire. <laughs> wow. That's a lot. Yeah. That's so a like lot. The, the machete thing made me think of the other thing. And like they're it's just both really, really bad. Um. Yeah. Or she may have threatened to beat her with the prostate leg. I can't remember, but it was bad. Yeah, I don't. I don't love that. (laughs) Um, So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna move along. Um, You mentioned season forty-one and and how we had a dearth of season forty-one players left. We we actually did have like seven to start with, and I think only one is left, and it is Ricard. Who is facing David? Who we have seen in Millennials versus Gen X. You've mentioned him a lot today, and we also saw him in Edge of Extinction. We did. You're right. Um, sorry, I'm still recovering. Uh, this one's tough for me because I love Ricard. I thought Ricard played an excellent game. Um, the the biggest thing though is is I think that in terms of just being they both they both fit that category. You know what I mean? Of like if they get to the end they win the season kind of guys. Um yeah. I'm gonna pick David because I thought David's story, um the arc that he had during that season was one of the best stories we've ever seen in Survivor. Of like this guy who comes to the island who can't uh, – he's scared of the machete, and all of a sudden he's winning immunity at Final Six or something. I just – it's really hard to top his survivor story within a season. 
Ricard's great. I love Ricard's story. I love Ricard. The player, Ricard, was probably my favorite player from 41. Um, yeah, I think so. Um, and so, so really tough matchup for me, but I am going to pick David on my side. Yeah, I thought I was leaning Ricard, but the more I think about it, they're very similar. And I think David had to work harder to be that. I think Ricard came into the season as one of the best strategic people and one of the biggest threats. And David found a way David is better. David is more what the show I think is meant to be. Um, and there's no way they can get back to right. Like everybody who's going to apply for survivor now, just about is going to be somebody who knows how survivor works. Who's ready for survivor when they get there. It's going to be hard to get people like David Wright, who almost seemed like I'm not sure why he was there. Um, not, not, not. I'm not sure why they chose him. I'm not sure right. why he wanted yeah. to go. It's hard to get people like that on Survivor, and right. He, well, and he go ahead. So he brings something to the game that just not many people bring, and that he had to work to be a good player, and we saw that. And so I, I think David's the move. And he he almost went home first first tribal like he was the name that people were tossing out initially um, as somebody they wanted to go home because he was rubbing people the wrong way because he was so awkward and you know he couldn't really do anything at camp and then like that story just comes so full circle because he ends up being the strongest player on the season that nobody wants to sit next to right yeah no um yeah I, I think we'll move David so with that we have six matchups left in the second round do you want to keep going let's let's finish this thing out buddy let's do it i i, I don't know how long this episode's going to be but we, let's just do it let's just finish the second round i'm i'm having fun uh, i've been looking forward to this recording this i don't i don't know about you but uh, it's not that i yeah. enjoy the um the recaps of season 41 that was our first time um doing that like recapping a live season and i enjoyed it but it it, it felt more like not a job, but it felt more like a duty. It felt like something I needed to do. Like we need to record this because we have, we just saw this episode. We need to get our thoughts out there for listeners. But for this, this feels more like just our thing. It feels more fun. I've really enjoyed doing this and I've looked forward to doing it. Yeah, it's definitely a little more laid back. Um, obviously as we've, you know, worked our way through uh, Ronald Acuna uh, fishing and Taylor Swift, I mean, I, I don't know what else you could ask for as a listener from us. I mean, we're, we're giving you we're, – we're, we're throwing the kitchen sink out there in these episodes. Yeah, what Justin's saying is we have no idea what we're saying. We have no idea what we're saying. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm about to bring your mood way down, uh, Justin. Nope, and don't do this to me. <laughs> I'm going to. Uh, the women's side is just nothing but pain for you at this point. Yeah. Um, Elaine from 39 – Versus Aubrey, who we uh, saw in thirty-eight. Oh, Aubrey, we're we're good. I don't need to. We don't need to. We don't need to discuss it. Just move her on. Well, we're gonna do a coin toss because I like Elaine better. <laughs> uh, no, you're right. Elaine moves on, but it it's hard for me because Aubrey's my my survivor crush, so to speak. She 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 she's everything I want uh, in a survivor player and and, and more. Um, <laughs> And listen, if somebody listening to this happens to know Aubrey and wants to connect Justin and Aubrey, 
we can make this happen. Yeah, like I'm, you know, I I'm smart. Uh, if I was on Survivor, I'd been I've been on a brain drop. Um, definitely would not have been on the the beauty drop. Um, don't tell her that though. Uh, I th- I think you're pretty. Thank you, Jeremy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, That's not something you guys thought you were going to get to. That, this is another. Yeah, <laughs> we really don't know what we're saying tonight. Um, promise we're not drunk. Brackets drunk. We're not. Uh, look, Aubrey's one of my favorite players. Once we see 38, this be- or 38. Once we see Karong, which is 34, I think, or 33, whatever, 32. One of those seasons uh, in the 30s. Uh, once we see her season, like this becomes a much easier thing where like Aubrey moves on and Elaine doesn't even isn't even in the same stratosphere as her because her her original season she was the David Wright, she was the Rick Devon, she was the White Whale of that season. And, you know, she did not win, unfortunately, and it's the biggest robbery in Survivor history. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, he's I'm going to. He's not huh? bitter. Don't worry. He's I'm not, not bitter. bitter. I'm very bitter, um, but not as bitter as that jury. Um, so anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're, we'll, we'll move Elaine along because that's the right call. But it definitely hurts me, and I still love Aubrey. And if anybody knows her, tell her I said hello. <laughs> yeah, and we can like if you know Aubrey, we know some of the same people. So connect we the connection can be made. I'm just saying. The connection we if you know Aubrey, I can we can probably make some six degrees happen. Let's just let's just put yeah. it that way. So <laughs> we'll move on. Um and let's let's go ahead and get this one out of the way. This one is gonna be easy. Tyson, this this is another head to head matchup. Um Tyson. Yep. Versus RS. Oh, yeah. And we saw both of them in Blood versus Water, and Tyson moves on. Like, there's no. Yeah. There's no need. We don't need to talk about that one for a long time. No. Um, we want to save our bullets on Tyson. Yeah, we're going to need those. Um, Probably next round because you like to cause me pain. Um, uh, yeah, ah, the next round's not the one that's going to cause you pain, I don't think. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I don't think. I, I, it, you're going to not want to do it, but. You're going to make the right call on that one. Okay. Um, yeah. I, well, I, I'll tell you the next round's matchups offline when we're done. You'll, yeah. you'll enjoy that little matchup. All right. So let's do – this is another one that won't take long. Wentworth versus Parvati. Parv. Yep. We're moving that one right along. Yeah, so we can, we can definitely get all this round in tonight because there are some obvious choices. Like Wentworth, Wentworth, Wentworth may have played the better game between the ones that we saw, the two seasons we saw. Parv's the better character, and it's not close. In, in those yeah, and, and I, I really wasn't that impressed with Wentworth's game in, in, in season That's also fair. Yeah, that's I, fair. I, it, it kind of felt like, um, I don't know, I just something about the way that season. I, I, I really, to be frank, I'm not frank, but I'll be frank. I feel like I need to watch season 38 again because that was my first season that I watched as mine too. Yeah, mine you know? too. We probably and, and, need to go back and watch. Maybe we appreciate it more now that we've seen more seasons of Survivor. Yeah, because I really felt like, like to me, I mean, I don't know if I appreciate Wentworth's game to be to be completely honest because I, all I know is Wentworth was the person trying to take out my buddy Rick. Um, yeah, and well, so and I, I, regardless, that's not her best season either. Yeah, like we we know Wentworth's capabilities, and it was in a different season. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely fair. All right, 
So um, we're, we're going to move Parv along, and we're going to go. This one I think is going to take a minute. Yule, who mm. we've only seen in Winners at War against Jamal, who we saw in Season 39. This only takes a long time because they both, in Yule's case, Yule, Yule is, we know Yule has a better season. In Jamal's case, we hope Jamal has a better season if he comes back. So, <laughs> because in their in the seasons we've actually seen, neither of them does a lot. Jamal does a great job of standing up for social issues, which I really appreciate in a player. But he's not didn't necessarily show a ton as a game player. Like he had some some potential and like enough that I want to see him play again. Versus Yule, honestly, he just he got railroaded because he was old school. But I I'm gonna I'm gonna give Yule the edge here. I am too. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Here's why for me, and you may feel the same way. Yule and Sophie created a very smart, you know, old school, new school relationship, right? I, I'm not making that up. They had a they had a little a little alliance going, correct? I think so. Very early. And he did what none of the other old schoolers did, in my opinion, at least early, and established connections with new with a new schooler and really wanted to make that work. And then he got sent home because the other old schoolers didn't do that. And the new schoolers started bouncing them. And Yule was just a casualty of that. If the other old schoolers had, had played, if there hadn't, first of all, if there hadn't been this completely unnecessary division between old school and new school, I think Yule could have done really well that season. Agreed. Um, and if the other old schoolers had been more savvy, frankly, about connecting with the new school, I think they all assumed that um, uh, the new school was going to be starstruck and would kind of do what you know what we've what we've heard happened with Rob in some of his seasons, where you know I think they thought that the the new schoolers were just going to be starstruck and we're just going to let them do whatever they wanted, and they got. S- Punted from the game because of that, and and Yule ended up being a casualty of that, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so, but I think Yule played one of the better games of any of the old schoolers in that season. Yeah, he was the best of the old school. So I'm going to move Yule forward. Are you good with that? Yep. All right. So Yule passes Jamal. I didn't think we would go that route. I really thought we would settle on Jamal, but you know, I, we surprised me. Um, Look at us. Look at us. Look at us. I, I'm going to call it personal growth. I don't know if that's what it is, but that's what I'm going to call it. I was just going to call it Paul Rudd on Hot Ones, but yeah, that works too. Okay. <laughs> he is. says, look at us. Look at look us. At, look at us. Look at us. Who would have thought this? Who would have thought? Me. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a fun matchup, but I don't think it's going to take a long time. <laughs> Lauren from season 39 versus Amanda, who we saw in China. Amanda in China. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Roll, roll it, roll it. All right, so we are now down to our last matchup, and Ooh. I saved this one of the second round. So this is going to hurt me. This is what you're saying. Uh, this one hurts me. Um, I have not been looking forward to this matchup. And if you went back in our chat, you you know which matchup this is. I'm not, but yes, uh, you you would be able to find it, but. <sighs> Are you mentally prepared for what I'm about to do to do to us? No, not really. Trying to think who we still have left, but yeah, go ahead. Spencer, who we saw uh, in Kagiyan, 
against Hayden, who we saw in Blood versus Blood. Oh. To me, for so very similar. for very different reasons. Did you just say they're very similar? Yeah. And, and, and for different reasons, they're very different players. Like you would never say, like, yeah, Spencer and Hayden, they're very similar. Um, yeah, but like they're similar in terms of like being good. <laughs> well, and on those seasons, they found themselves in similar situations, right? Um, on the short side of the numbers, and not really, not really by their any of their fault. Um, Spencer was in a small tribe or in a tribe that lost a lot of numbers. And so he was on the opposite side of Tony when they got to the merge and there was really nothing he could do about that. Um, Tony had an alliance. He didn't need to go pick up um, Spencer. He wasn't going to go pick up Spencer. Taj kind of came to them and, or not Taj. Why don't I say Taj? Cass kind of came to them and um, that's all Tony needed. He didn't need to pick up Spencer. He needed to take out Spencer. Yep. Um, and that's that. It became a really an essentially a showdown of, of Tony versus Spencer, and there was nothing Spencer could do. And it's similar for Hayden. Um, Hayden was the big fish of the of the newbies, essentially. And and I don't know that I've ever seen an under or a um, a minority alliance leader work as hard to make it happen and get so close. As we did, as we saw with Hayden, there were moments that blood versus water is a very well edited season. And there were Mm -hmm. moments where I thought we were like two really, two well-placed sentences away from them getting Monica to flip. And I mean, obviously we know that's not going to happen because Tyson's going to win. But if you're, if you're shutting off, if you're pretending you don't know who wins that season, you feel like you're two sentences away from Hayden flipping Monica and turning the whole game on its head. Right. I'm gonna go with Hayden for that reason and for Ooh. and for look, Spencer played against the best player of either of those two seasons, in my opinion, and Tony. Um, but Hayden not only had to beat Tyson, but he had to beat a whole tribe eventually well i mean at some point basically had to beat a whole tribe of people that returned all while starting on a tribe of newbies they were all so they were already the deck was stacked again so i think if you look at it from a strength of season type you know argument i would argue that in a season of half returnees hayden was the second best player on the season Versus Spencer in a season of newbies was the second best player. Agreed, but it was to Tony, and then it was him, and then it was a bunch of other newbies that, like, really outside of Tasha, I don't know that there was a great player on the season. Maybe LJ, but the other thing, and the other thing we have to consider with that too is, like I said last week, I don't think, I don't think him telling Cass that she had zero chance of winning. I don't know that he was going to win even if he doesn't say that. Because I don't think that even if he can even if he can fix that relationship with Cass, I, I think she was gonna end up flipping on him again. I just do. I I, I think yeah, that's no, I agree. But he, he he also burned the bridge. He he completely burned it. That's what that's what I was gonna get to, is that yeah. like maybe he couldn't have repaired it anyway, but he definitely couldn't repair it after he said that. Hayden didn't have a mistake like that. No, Hayden's got in a you know he got in a situation where Tyson was a superior player. 
Tyson was a superior player and he had superior allies that he was able to connect with. Um, and Tyson also took out Hayden's allies. Um, and uh, by no fault of Hayden's, Brad Culpepper screwed up their original alliance. I mean, that's yeah. if if Brad Culpepper doesn't screw up their and, and of course Hayden had a role in that. I mean, he helped he helped vote some of at least one of those people out. I think. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, that early, so so maybe that's Hayden's mistake is that hitching his wagon with wagon with Brad early when he could have um. Could, could have made a better decision there, but I, I think we moved Hayden here, and that, that surprised me. I really thought we would end up at least doing a coin toss there. Yeah, well, it, it, for me also on Hayden, it's the fact that one, he has to play with a, a loved one. Um, like, that that makes that season even harder. Like, it, like that twist in my mind makes it a little bit harder. Uh, Spencer did have to play on the worst tribe in the history of tribes, so I'll give him that. But then there's the other thing that I, I don't know if we factored in. Hayden won Big Brother. Like, he came in with, if there was a guy on that newbie tribe that everybody knew was good socially, strategically, and potentially physically, they had, like, the only one that they had intel on, potentially, was, would be Hayden because he had already won a reality TV show on the same network. Right. That to me is impressive with how well he played and was able to to stay relatively under the radar despite everybody pretty much knowing that he won Big Brother. Right, and what we also shouldn't factor in, but I'm gonna, uh, we have other seasons seasons to watch for Spencer, so there's a chance that like he'll go deeper later. Whereas yeah. like <laughs> we're never gonna <laughs> see any more content on Aiden. Ever ever far he goes this time, he's never going any farther than that probably. Um. And spoiler alert, he's not going any farther in this tournament. So (laughs) remember, we're into the Sweet 16 now. Yeah, well, I mean, that's a deep run for a guy that played once and didn't win. Yeah, we're into the Sweet 16. So you're either playing one of our top two seeds in your little quadrant or the person that beat one of our top two seeds in your little quadrant. So there's there's we're we're in with the big boys now. So do you want me to list should I list off on the show what our final 16 what our sweet 16 Yeah, let's 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 run it. So this is our sweet 16. We we're not I promise we're not going to um we're not going to do any more matchups tonight. But this is our sweet 16 which we will uh probably run through at least all of these matchups next time and and we may go even further next time. Um so we have Tony versus Hayden yeah, so RIP. Okay. Well, uh, I can probably go ahead and pencil that one in, but I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Uh, and then we have David versus JT. Yeah, Tyson oh. Tyson versus Coach. Oh, and Yule versus Devons. That's the men's side. So Tony that's, Hayden, that's, David, JT, Tyson, Coach, a, Yule, Devons. That's a yeah. heck of a heck of an eight. That's a heck of an eight. The women's eight is also pretty gnarly. Um, Taj and Janet, <sighs> Denise and Parv. Sarah and Elaine and Sophie and Amanda. Yeah, I like that. That that's a really you know, that's not the 16 I thought we would get to, but I like the 16 we have. Yeah, no, I'm I'm really excited about the 16. I kind of feel like I know which direction it's going, but yes. this is a lot of fun. 
This is a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to these matchups. Justin, it's been a pleasure as always. I hope you feel better. Thank you, buddy. I'm going to turn on some Taylor Swift and uh, just drift away. Huh? Yeah, just yeah, go off into to you know Taylor Swift land. land. Yeah, there you go. Is, is that where you guys go? You guys drift off yeah, into Swifty land? Swifty land. Yeah. It's like Candyland, but with Taylor Swift. I don't know. I, I made that up. That's not real. <laughs> he's he's been in the medication, folks. All right. Well, uh, I've enjoyed this. Uh, tune in. Follow us on Twitter. Um, keep listening, and uh, everybody have a great week. Have a good one.